I don't see how anyone could think that John Jones versus Stipe Miocic would be even remotely close. Let's break it down. John Jones is of course coming off a dominant first round submission victory over Sorel Gone, who was supposed to be a very tough test for John Jones. I thought he was going to lose this fight because I thought the layoff, I thought the move to heavyweight, I thought the last few performances were all going to be a recipe for disaster. To put this into perspective, this bout was John Jones' heavyweight debut against a former interim champion that the previous champion had trouble with in his final defense. It was extremely impressive and quite the testament to the danger that John Jones presents to the man he would immediately call out. Y'all want to see me beat him, Stipe? They're talking about him fighting John Jones now, which is be very interesting. It's no surprise that this would be the fight to make because it is a legacy-defining title fight. Stipe Miocic would be able to add the arguable mixed martial arts goat to his already extensive resume, and John Jones would get the opportunity to become a defending heavyweight champion opposite the arguable heavyweight goat. But the thing about this fight is that I don't think it would be close at all. We just brushed over John Jones' most recent performance, and while we're on the topic of most recent fights, Stipe Miocic's last outing was over two years ago in his knockout lost to Francis Ngannou. To be fair to Stipe, Francis Ngannou is one of the most terrifying heavyweights ever and despite leaving the UFC, is arguably still the baddest man on the planet. But recent performances are only one part of the story. Let's talk about their attributes. Both men stand 6 foot 4 inches tall, but John Jones outweighs Stipe Miocic by around 8 pounds. And John Jones enjoys a 4 inch reach advantage over Stipe. So even though John Jones is historically a light heavyweight, his large frame allows him to actually outsize a seasoned heavyweight in Stipe Miocic. And that reach advantage in particular will play a big part in this fight. I'll get to that when we talk about fighting styles, but first we gotta talk about their resumes. Stipe Miocic has had quite the career with 20 wins and 4 losses. The heavyweight legend holds wins over Mark Hunt, and there is the stoppage. Andre Arlovsky, Fabricio Verdum, Alistair Overeem, Junior Dos Santos, Francis Ngannou and Daniel Cormier twice. Five of those fighters were UFC heavyweight champion at some point in their career, and Stipe finished all of those men except for Francis Ngannou. It's an impressive collection of wins and three title defenses, but we can't ignore Stipe's losses. Early in his UFC career, Stipe was finished by another fighter with an 84-inch reach in Stefan Struve. However, the finish was controversial as it stemmed from an eye poke. Good thing we don't have to worry about those, right? That is the only non-champion loss that Stipe has absorbed, as his next loss was a fight of the night decision to former champion Junior Dos Santos. But again, that was in 2014. Stipe's two most recent losses were his 2018 knockout loss to Daniel Cormier to lose the title and his knockout loss to Francis Ngannou in 2021. Stipe's victories as well as his defeats are very telling, particularly when we compare them to John Jones' record. The man they call Bones has a 27-1-0-1 and record. John Jones earned his first title shot after his submission victory to future Bellator double champion Ryan Bader in 2011, after which he decimated Pride legend and UFC champion Mauricio Shogun Hua to become the youngest UFC champion ever at 23 years old. Over the next decade, John proceeded to dominate his contenders, defeating names like Quentin Rampage Jackson, Leota the Dragon Machida, Sugar Rashad Evans, Vitor Belfort, Alexander Gustafsson, Glover Teixeira, and Daniel Cormier. He amassed 11 successful title defenses, but towards the end of his life, 
Worldwide Heavyweight title reign, John Jones wasn't himself. Almost seeming as if he was playing with his food in his close title defenses to Diego Santos and Dominic Reyes. The only loss on the man's record is his 2009 disqualification to Matt Hamill for throwing illegal 12-6 elbows. Although, the fight should have been stopped much earlier and most fans don't even consider this a loss. The no contest on his record is actually his knockout over Daniel Cormier that was overturned due to John Jones testing positive for a banned substance. However, many fans consider Jones' first fight with Gustafsson a loss, and while I do not personally agree, I do consider Jones' fight opposite Dominic Ray as a loss. But once again, the argument can be made that Jones destroyed Gustafsson in the rematch and that Jones was just bored when he fought Reyes. But regardless, when we analyze these two resumes, there are some clear parallels between these two fighters. Both men became champions and defended their championships in dominant finishing fashion against some of the best fighters of their eras. However, the key difference is that towards the tail end of both their title reigns in each respective weight class, Stipe Miocic was getting finished and John Jones was still winning. But resumes on paper can only tell us so much. We all know that styles make fights and this is where the divide really becomes apparent. When it comes to striking, Stipe Miocic is a very basic fighter. In fact, his entire MMA arsenal is fairly basic. It's not an insult as a master of basics can easily outperform fighters who have yet to master such basics. He is primarily a boxer and counterpuncher with a vicious one-two, powerful counter cross and hooks, and great body shots. And despite having decent reach, Stipe prefers to enter the pocket and deliver his finishing techniques at close range. Oftentimes, this occurs when Stipe is on the back foot, pulling his opponents into a tight range where Stipe can counter and deliver more follow-up shots. Stipe tends to pull or push the action towards the cage, because as I said earlier, he likes close range action. And in order to get tighter, Stipe will sometimes throw in a takedown. If he gets the takedown, then he's in top position. If he doesn't, then he can work his tight boxing. You won't see Stipe throwing much of any kicks, and while he does have the capacity for elusive footwork, Stipe tends to just walk forwards or backwards and even tends to square up against the cage to settle his shots even more. However, there are some clear holes in Stipe's game, such as the fact that he is a headhunter with 74% of his strikes being aimed at the head of his opponents. Relentlessly searching for punches to the head leaves him open if he doesn't mix up his techniques. And therein lies the problem because when Stipe does try to mix in other techniques such as his wrestling, he does so at inopportune times. Take his takedown attempts opposite Daniel Cormier as an example. Timing is everything when you go for a takedown, and despite having respectable wrestling credentials as a D1 NCAA wrestler, Stipe's wrestling is not as impressive as someone else will get to very shortly. In fact, Stipe has only scored one takedown in the last five years, that being against Daniel Cormier, and Daniel Cormier took Stipe down twice in their trilogy. Stipe's most impressive wrestling showcases were opposite Francis Ngannou in 2018 and Mark Hunt in 2015, scoring six takedowns in each fight. But Francis wasn't well equipped to defend takedowns then, and we saw how the rematch went. And outside of those two fights, Stipe hasn't relied on his wrestling to get a victory. Although when Stipe does get a takedown, he tends to have great control and strikes against the cage. However, with 34% takedown accuracy and 68% takedown defense, I'm not sure that wrestling will be much of a positive factor for Stipe against Jones. And in fact, the poor timing he's shown in recent fights might be his downfall. And you may have noticed that I haven't mentioned jujitsu or submission prowess at all. That's because Stipe does not have any submissions on his record, neither as wins nor losses. To my knowledge, Stipe has a purple butt in jujitsu, but hasn't really showcased that skill set in recent years. With the only exception coming to mind being his phenomenal defense of Alistair Overeem's guillotine before finishing him. But perhaps a more telling hole in Stipe's game is not his offense, it is his defense. With Stipe absorbing 3.82 significant strikes per minute compared to John Jones absorbing 2.22 significant strikes per minute. On top of that, Stipe has a significant strike defense of 55% compared to John Jones at 64%. And this has to do with what I mentioned earlier, how Stipe approaches opponents with his hands down and with square footwork. And by primarily attacking the head, Stipe's opponents can predict his 
his offense to circumvent his defense with their own strikes. So there's Stipe, a fundamentally sound boxer with powerful hands and championship experience. But then we have John Jones, a very dynamic striker and mixed martial artist with a vast arsenal. John is not afraid to switch stances and fight at different ranges with punches, kicks, elbows, knees, and spinning techniques. I mean, just to show how different these two fighters are, you can see how John targets different parts of his opponent's bodies compared to Stipe. And not only does John attack with a wider breadth of strikes at more targets, but he's also more accurate than Stipe by 5%, and he's more experienced than Stipe striking in the clinch and on the ground. And when it comes to mixing in the wrestling, John Jones has not only been more successful at consistently dictating where the fight goes, but he has done so with meaningfully timed purpose. John scored multiple takedowns against Glover Teixeira, Daniel Cormier, Anthony Smith, Dominic Reyes, and Cyril Gaon. In fact, the only fighter that John Jones did not take down since becoming UFC champion was Thiago Santos. And when the tables turn, John has defeated 95% of the takedowns that have come his way. And despite also being a purple belt in jiu-jitsu, John Jones has successfully acquired six submission victories in the octagon, and of course has never been submitted himself. So despite seeming to have a near-impossible style for Stipe to beat, I will try to find the weaknesses in John's game. I think the first weakness has to do with John's pride as a mixed martial artist. It is often said that the only man who can beat John Jones is John Jones. And this can definitely ring true as the many times that John has found himself in trouble is when he tried to beat a fighter at their own game using their own style. And I do fear that if John decides to get in Stipe's face and try to headhunt, he will be on the wrong end of heavyweight power that he has yet to experience. Or at the very least, get outpointed with crisp boxing. Recall that Dominic Reyes arguably won against John Jones, hitting the champion with beautiful combinations from different angles. Stipe isn't the same fighter as Dominic Reyes, but he does have the capacity to read Jones' style and circumvent his defense. I'm also afraid that the very same issue that Stipe faces will harm John Jones, predictability. That's not to say that John Jones is more predictable than Stipe, but we have to remember that both these men have phenomenal fight IQs. Look no further than Stipe's body shot adjustments in the Daniel Cormier rematch or John Jones' Cyril Gaunt performance as examples. And given Stipe's high fight IQ, if John does take a more difficult route to victory, Stipe is more comfortable with less dynamic fighters, which could lead to the downfall of John Jones. On top of that, we have to remember that John Jones has been fighting in the UFC since 2008. He is perhaps one of the most notorious mixed martial artists ever, giving Stipe plenty of footage to download Jones' patterns of attack and defense. So if Stipe does his homework, he can make John Jones more predictable because there won't be much he hasn't seen. So we've broken these guys down quite a bit, but before I get to my closing statements, I want to discuss the bridge between these two fighters, Daniel Cormier. Daniel Cormier is of course the man who became light heavyweight champion in John Jones' absence, despite losing to John Jones on two separate occasions and once in spectacular fashion. The rivalry between these two was never close, but DC and Stipe was a different story. Daniel Cormier famously knocked out Stipe Miocic to become a two-division champion. And in their rematch, Daniel Cormier was arguably winning up until Stipe's fourth-round knockout. And of course, Stipe shut out Cormier in their trilogy fight. This shared opponent says a lot about these two fighters. Firstly, to be the only man to defeat an all-time great puts them both in the elite and were the adversaries to each other. On the other hand, John Jones was not in danger against Cormier, whereas for Stipe, outside of the third fight, it was competitive and he got knocked out. And I think this in and of itself perfectly encapsulates the narrative of this fight. John Jones poses great danger at all times, and Stipe Miocic poses great danger at all times. The difference is, John Jones consistently mitigates the danger, whereas Stipe Miocic just imposes his danger earlier than you can. The defense is the deciding factor here. I do believe Stipe has a chance, but that mainly stems from his punching power, not from his footwork or from his variety of strikes. But a knockout is really the only way I see Stipe beating John Jones. I can't imagine Stipe getting a submission given the lack of evidence that he could submit fighters at a high level, and that John Jones can defend
head submissions very well. I can't see CP scoring a takedown and finishing Jones with ground and pound. Given that CP has only been able to implement such a game plan against fighters with poor wrestling, I can't even imagine Stipe outpointing Jones in a straight kickboxing match given John Jones' range and Stipe's tendency to pursue exchanges in the pocket. Or imagine Stipe outpointing Jones through grinding him against the cage with dirty boxing and a wrestling threat, given that John has been able to avoid that fate with better grapplers. On the other hand, I see several paths to victory for John Jones. Of course, he can outpoint Stipe given his ranged attacks and far more extensive experience in championship fights. I think Jones is well equipped to submit Stipe Miocic with a variety of chokes should the fight go to the ground. And even if Jones can't submit Stipe, he can most definitely control him on the ground long enough to inflict fight-ending damage and ensure a KO or TKO. I don't think John will be able to knock out Stipe with a single punch, but with powerful kicks and elbows, I'm sure he can score a knockdown that leads to a finish. I realize this video makes me sound like a Stipe hater, but just to be absolutely clear, I'm a Stipe Miocic fan and I admire the accolades and accomplishments he's gathered during his time in the octagon, and I even love who he is outside of the cage. On the other hand, while I am a huge fan of John Jones as a martial artist, his failed drug tests and collection of controversies outside of the cage are things I am not a fan of. But regardless of how I personally feel, the evidence suggests that John Jones defeats Stipe Miocic and defeats him in convincing manner. But what do I know? Let me know what you think in the comments down below. Does Stipe have a chance or do you agree with my assessment? Either way, thanks for watching and I'll catch you in the next one.